Welcome to another episode of No Thanks But Yes, chill conversations with splendid people. This podcast features the many faces, voices, and pathways of recovery from problematic relationships with substances and behaviors. Who've uh, found freedom and wellness from, you know, maladaptive things and stuff. And, you know, a lot of faces and voices out there. Yeah. Yeah. Doing like, it in lots of different ways. Like you. And, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah. So on No Thanks But Yes, we introduce ourselves. So who the heck are you? Well, thank you, first of all, for asking, for having me. I'm Joanna Free or um, Joanna Nicotina Free. And um, the, the nickname is only in my writing. Uh, it, I created this character called Nicotina. Um when I was early on in doing tobacco related work, because I wanted to make it more playful and more fun because I know how aversive the conversation can be. So I created this giant drag inspired cigarette bot character called Nicotina and then um, started just pulling that in as a middle name when I would do some writing. So um, I am, um, let's see, what else do I say about myself besides that? I write, um, I, um, I, and I just love having the opportunity to talk to the people you talk to about changing the way that we look at recovery and looking at it through uh, a, a broader lens, a broader, you know, from a broader perspective. Um, my background, I am, I'm a veteran. I was in the army back in the day. And, um, I'm also, uh, I have a master's of education and counseling. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I'm licensed in, in the treatment of addiction as well. Um, I don't use those licenses today, although I've kept them active because more of my work is around connecting, um, outside of the rooms and those rooms, um, and also, um, uh, writing. Too. Oh, that's splendid. I too yeah. am a veteran. I'm a Navy veteran. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, a formerly licensed clinical addiction specialist as well. I had maintained the license for a while and was not utilizing it. And then uh, finally just kind of let it expire and leaned into the, the, the non-clinical role that we have surging in this space um, for uh, people helping people recover from substance use disorder. Oh, well, that's great. Well, you know, let's go ahead and jump right into recovery because you talked about expanding recovery. Uh, do you consider yourself to be a person in recovery? Yeah, gratefully, thankfully, yes, I do consider myself to be a person in recovery. And sometimes I'll hear people use the phrase a person in long-term recovery. And I think there's just it makes me a little bit nervous to say the long-term part. I don't know. You know, it's, it yeah. really is a daily reprieve as we say, you know, I, although it has been a while since um, I came into the process that we call recovery or discovery or uncovery. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uncovery. Like that. <laughs> yes. I had a guest. Uh, her name is um, Vilma Lasara. And she says, you know, it's a process of uncovering, really is uh, uncovering joy and uh, so i love that so thank you uncovery um yeah long-term recovery it's something that it 
you know, we, we all leaned into that messaging for a while. It was kind of um, based upon some surveys we had done on public perception around recovery. And it never set super well with me. So I started saying sustained. I'm a person. In oh, system. I like that. Hang on, I got to write that down. <laughs> oh, wait, this is being recorded. So I'll be able to come back to it. Right? Yes. <laughs> we are people in sustained recovery. And so then... Uh, we ask ourselves, what does recovery mean to us? So what does recovery mean to you? Well, it, a lot of things. It means that primarily that I'm in, in, in a process of evolving, constantly evolving. It means that I'm in a process of learning and I'm in a process of learning not to take myself so seriously, but to take my recovery seriously, you know, it, just to hold those things in balance. My recovery is really important. It's really precious to me. And I don't want to take myself too seriously in that process. I want to make sure that I keep a sense of humor about things and, and that as much as possible, at least in terms of my own, I'm not here to you know talk about this is what somebody else's recovery ought to look like. That's their business, right? But um, but for me, I could take myself very, very seriously, and I'm and I'm learning how to hold this identity that I refer to as me or Joanna um, or the, the pronoun love. Thank you for that. That came that I changed my pronouns after we met <laughs> and we had that exchange. So yeah, that, and I'm learning how to hold this with with a little bit, you know, a little bit more lightly than uh, I did. I dig it. You're, you're evolving, growing <laughs> and, uh, having fun, not taking I, yourself too seriously, but taking the process of recovery seriously. I heard everything you said. That's brilliant. I thanks. love it. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, um, we met, uh, I, I think we're digital neighbors, digital citizens on what LinkedIn. Yeah. And I think you probably commented on something that I liked. And then I, I thought, well, who is this person? And went over and looked at your profile and I just liked so much that I saw. So I reached out to you with a friend request. And then I asked you about your pronouns and you <laughs> told me about that and sent me that little uh, video of Sir Ian McKellen and oh. helped me to understand that. And then I went and changed my pronouns <laughs> probably thereafter. And oh. um, I, um, yep, yeah, that's how we first became acquainted. That is how we uh, became acquainted and how we engaged. We're, we're digital, uh, digital acquaintances, and uh, who knows where that'll go. And now new friends, I think. I think it's evolved. I think it's evolved. <laughs> Let's don't take it too seriously, though. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Okay. Well, let's uh, dig a little bit more into um, what you're doing. You say you're a writer. You've got a you've got a keen focus on uh, on um, nicotine management or cessation. I guess whatever the goal is, and uh, you talk about connecting people. So, talk all about what you do. 
right now. Thank you. You just summarized it really well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. That was great. Thank you. I feel so seen. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, I, um, in, um, 2000, let me think in 2000, Eight, I decided that I didn't want to work in uh, direct service, mental health service, and that I wanted to do something a little different. And I stepped away from that. I wanted to lean more into my teaching and less into doing the one-on-one or one-on-two, because I was doing couples work as well, or one-on-small group, but being able to connect with a broader audience and to have it be more of a a teaching learning process. I think that so much of what we struggle with is not having adequate information, right? To have guidance and support. And uh, I mean, if I'm on here for more than 10 minutes, I'll probably say that more than once because I just think it's so key is to have adequate guidance and support to do what we're here to do. And I just think that more and more when we can learn new things and, and have that, that, freshness of, of, of learning and perspective and connection as well with, with people who are, who are tuned in and compassionate to what we're struggling with, that those things are game changers. And that doesn't have to happen behind closed doors in a, in a therapeutic environment, that that can happen in all sorts of places that can happen right here in what you're doing. Absolutely. Right? I appreciate you putting putting that into words because, you know, I have to explain to folks too, you know, what I do and why I do it. And it sounds like you and I are pretty much in alignment. I went from direct service provision to, um, I I guess, finding finding what my gifts are and finding what brings me bliss and perceived impact on the community. And and that's where I am. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Okay. Okay. Um, well, um, so I started writing and I thought I was writing content for workshops and then, um, it started to form itself into chapters and I was, I kept trying to go back to just doing kind of a simple lesson plan, but it was creating more of a narrative and it really felt, and I know this sounds so woo woo, but it felt like something was writing through me and, I, in a very short amount of time, I had a draft of a book and then I took the draft to a handful of friends, to a dozen friends. I printed it out and I shared it with them and they said, this is really good. And some people came back to me and said, this chapter brought me to tears. And there were, there was all this wonderful um, feedback about it. And so um, I just went ahead and published that. And that ended up being my first book. And that was in 2009. I wrote another book in 2010 and then another in 2011. And then I started, as I mentioned, getting out and about as Nikki Tina and connecting with people and doing presentations that way. And I mean, really wide range in terms of audience. I talked to um, active duty military folks. I talked to veterans. I talked to healthcare providers, um, mental health, as well as um, other areas of healthcare. Um, Just, and I was walking up to people in the street while they were smoking and talking with them and saying, do you ever think about stopping smoking? Just in a really... I mean, not in a, I think you should kind of way, but just in a a genuinely curious way, is this something that you ever think about? And I realized how many people were thinking about it and how many people were 
wanting that kind of freedom. Now, I understand that using tobacco can feel like you know, nicotine, tobacco can feel like freedom for some people. And I'm not here to judge that. That's not my business. But I know that I wanted that freedom for a long time and couldn't get there. And so I see my work as reaching people who are in that state and that from in that perspective. And so um, then I wrote the 10th anniversary edition of, of Butt Kickers in 20, fast forward to, uh, to, to 2021. And I put out the 10th anniversary edition of, of Butt Kickers, 20 Ways to Leave Tobacco. And um, and now I'm still in the process of getting wind under the, wait, I've got it here, getting getting wind under the wings of Butt Kickers. <laughs> I know, see I it. Wanna, I want to keep getting it out there because what I did before is I wrote a book in 2009, 2010, 2011. I didn't take the time to get them properly edited. I didn't take the time to, to really put them out there in the world. And now with this one, I thought I want to treat this one differently. It's like mm. when people have a child later in life and they say, let me just see if I can do this differently than I did with, you know, in the, the early years with the, with the earlier kiddos. Right. And so that's how I feel about this. I, I, I want to, to, to get it out there. And I want people to be able to find it. So I've right. taken the book into recovery centers around the country. I've taken it into libraries and into independent bookstores in the United States and in Canada. And, um, and it's starting to make its way a bit into the UK as well. I, um, I, I just, um, I, I, I want to see the book out there more and more. And then I also write for this wonderful magazine that you may be familiar with as well. You don't have a subscription yet. I want to make sure you have one soon <laughs> because it's so good. And it, and it is a free subscription. I write for Journey magazine, which is the, it's the number one sober living magazine based on both its reach and its readership. Wow. I think we're in 40, 40 something. We're in almost all 50 states. And so um, there are people who have individual subscriptions. Libraries have subscriptions to the magazine. And it's based here in Portland, Maine, where I am now. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's. Um, I'm checking out the website right now. Journey, oh, good, good. Journey-magazine.com. That's mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really a great thing. And and it it's so compatible. You know, you've identified that your your work and mine have some real similarities in terms of mission and history as well. And I just find it so compatible. And Carolyn Delaney, the woman who started the magazine, she's also a person in recovery, proud, loud and proud in recovery. Right. And um and I just I find her so inspiring. So so I write for Journey and I also do some community engagement for Journey. And um I even do some of the distribution in the local area. So I go into places, whether it's doctors' offices or other businesses and share the magazine out with folks okay. too. Well, that's brilliant. I'm definitely yeah. going to check out that magazine. I'm looking at some of the pictures and uh, the people and the content. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about you revisiting butt kickers too, in a time where um, 
I'm being asked regularly for resources around, you know, managing problematic relationships with nicotine. And um, right. yeah, in cultures where, you know, we've created some kind of cognitive dissonance around the harms of uh, tobacco and nicotine, <clears throat> as long as we've resolved relationships with alcohol and heroin, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> I realized early on, though, I was uh, I'm uh, I've been on this process of improved health and wellness for 19 years now, and it was right. a year into my recovery from uh, uh, alcohol and other drugs. Uh, it was a year into it when I addressed my relationship with tobacco mm. you know, and uh, and did that. And then congratulations. As the years went on, you know, I was looking around at my peers and I was thinking, gosh, I I wish you could get free too. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Not it's like so personal, isn't it? Just like the rest of recovery. It's so personal, the timing and even, you know, whether people want to do it at all, whether they, you know, choose to go down that path, the butt kicking path at all. And I like and your I, approach, uh, you know, approaching the man on the street. Uh, have you ever considered or have you ever wanted to? And yeah, and, just and to those think people. about it, yeah. you know? And I, and more often than not, people would say, oh, God, I think about it all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I had thought about it every year since I started smoking as a teenager. Got to yeah. quit this. Yeah. Right on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And we can get uh, the uh, 10th anniversary edition of Butt Kickers on uh, wherever they sell fine books digitally and in print. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, independent bookstores, and it's now in libraries too. So okay. people can go to their library and request it. It's on WorldCat. WorldCat. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah, I wanted you to drive the bus on where, where to look for it instead mm -hmm. of sh giving a shout out to, you know, a billionaire CEO. <laughs> right. I mean, go there, go to the billionaire CEO site and read the reviews and then <laughs> go to your favorite independent bookstore and say, would you bring in this little red book for me? <laughs> <laughs> right on. There you go. Okay. Yeah. If that's what you want to do. All right. right. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get me a copy. Uh, I'll send you one. <laughs> okay. Ooh, yeah. I'll yeah. sign it and everything. And thanks for today. This is this is just such a delight to be here hanging out with you. Well, that would be grand. I'd I'd like that very very much. Um, okay. Well, I, we talked about what you do, and mission, and that's kind of work uh, for people like us. Work intersects with creativity and play and everything. But I've discovered many of us have to compartment a little bit. So, what do you do? What do you do to take care of you? What do you do for fun? What, what tell me some of the weird stuff. I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you one of the weird things. Thanks for asking it that way. <laughs> I like going to the cemetery. <laughs> and and where I am now, I don't usually I don't live here all the time. I live in different places, but I'm in Maine in the wintertime and where I am is a short walk. I love walking too. Um, and um, is a short walk from where a whole bunch of my relatives are buried. And I like to go visit them. I like to go and it's sort of like continuing the relationship. And because they live within me and, 
you know, I, as long as I'm alive, I carry their memory and the blessings that they brought to my life, um, or that the challenges they brought to my life in the case of some of those folks, <laughs> I carry that with me and I get a chance to go and sort of revisit that, those relationships. And then I also, I like looking at other people's stones as well. People I've never met to consider, you know, like what, what, you know, what, was their life like? I mean, wonder what that was like. I look and I see that somebody lived for 22 years. I wonder, did they have a sense that they, that they were going before they left? Did they, um, you know, what, who else were they related to? And just, it's fascinating. There was this one couple I saw that they both lived to be like close to 90 years old, but they were both born and died in the same year. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. They were both born in 1890 and I don't remember what the year was that they passed, but, but yeah, they, they, they were both born and died in the same year. So just things like that, you know, just so yeah. And I, and some, it's, this particular cemetery is beautiful. Lots of big old mature trees and it's fall now. So the leaves are down and they're crunchy and the smell in the air. And so, <laughs> Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, so that's I, one of the weird things I like to do is go talk to my dead ancestors. <laughs> hey, you know, that's good medicine. I, I dig it. Yeah. What are your stories? What are the stories? And uh, yeah, I've I've caught myself wandering through a couple cemeteries. I, I, coming up, I uh, occasionally was a music teacher in a preschool. So there was always a cemetery oh, wow. next to the church. So I'd go hang out in the and uh, the unmarked ones, sometimes I'd wonder, you know, what's the skinny there? Mm -hmm. Going for walks, walking in Maine in the fall. Wow. Oh, it's heaven and winter is coming and that'll be magnificent <laughs> in its own way too. You know, you just dress for it. But, you know, back in the day, summer was heaven, but now I, I can't take off enough clothing to be comfortable in the summertime. So yeah, winter, fall and in spring or just heaven. I just love it. And, and, um, so being outdoors is a really important part of my self-care being outside. I used to only go outside to smoke, <laughs> right. you know, or to get from point A to point B, that was pretty much it. But I, but just to go and just hang out and hang out and just be out outdoors without smoking, without that being a part of it. Um, it's pretty sweet. Um, I, I do tapping too. That's another thing that I enjoy doing. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with EFT? Let's tapping. Yeah. yeah. You smiled like you might be. So yeah, that's another thing that I do for self-care. I meditate. I pray. Um, I'm kind of this, I don't know. I, for me that what I'm praying to is within me and beyond me and beyond my understanding. That's what I like to say. It's in here and then it's out here. And then it's beyond anything I can comprehend. And so, um, so when I'm, when I'm praying, I, I'm, I'm talking to myself as well as, cause they're within me and beyond my understanding, <laughs> um, you know, and, and as well right. as to the great beyond that, that is absolutely beyond my comprehension. So, um, so I do a lot of things and, for self-care and, and hanging out with people, spending time with people, whether they're people I've never met or people that I'm finally getting a chance to meet um, the way that we are today. Um, that's a really important part of how I uh, 
celebrate being alive and, and take care of myself. Celebrate being alive. I love it. Wow. I'm reflecting on all of the imagery of everything you just shared with me. Like, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's visuals in my mind over all of it. I hope to be going to Maine sometime soon. I work with a number of communities up there, uh, mostly digitally, but occasionally I get to travel. So I hope you come up before I'll be, I, I'm here in the fall and the winter and in the spring, and then I leave in the summer now. So okay. it's completely reversed, but, um, what a, a lot of other people do and that, um, I'm from here. So it would be great if you came up while I'm here, show yeah. you around Portland. That'd be pretty cool. Well, uh, we're at that time where uh, we give a final, succinct, compelling message <laughs> for our listeners on the spot. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a final message for for uh, for our folks? I do. Um, um. I think so many of us are stingy with our self-care and we don't give ourselves what we need. And some of those things don't have to be expensive or even cost anything at all, like picking up the phone um, and connecting with somebody. And and just if you're struggling, if, if you're having a hard time with something, whether it is a relationship with a substance or a relationship with a person or people in your life, or even if it's a relationship with yourself, you don't need to do this alone. You don't need to do this alone. You need, and if you are struggling, you probably need more guidance, more support, one or the other or both. But there's just, we don't, and we don't have to settle for things like tobacco if that's not what we want, if that doesn't make us feel free. You know, if that doesn't feed our joy, as you said, Donald McDonald. <laughs> I love it. We don't have we don't have to settle for tobacco if we don't want to. There's right. a lot of other good medicine out there. I there love is. It. There's so much. For sure. Yeah. We don't have to do it alone. Wow, that's great stuff. Well, that's it. Wow, that went fast. How about I, that time I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Right. Well, I'll tell you what, thanks for coming by and uh, hope to see you up in your neck of the woods real soon. If you ever come down to North Carolina, hit me up. Okay, we'll do. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to another amazing episode. No Thanks But Yes is non-monetized and unaffiliated. Available everywhere you stream excellent podcasts. Remember to subscribe today and tell all your friends about it. <laughs>